Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Before we jump into this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, I just wanted to remind you that this is the last week to grab your ticket for the Jesus Witch Podcast live show. If you didn't know, on January 7th, 2023, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to be recording a live episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast over Zoom. So that means no matter wherever you are in the world, you could join us for this episode. During this stream, we're going to be recording two different episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast. The first one is going to be our in-bulk episode, where we talk all about the holiday, what it is, how to incorporate Jesus into your celebration, and how to celebrate it as a Christian or Jesus Witch. The second episode that we're going to be recording during this stream is a Q&A episode with me. The Q&A is designed to be a very intimate episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, and it's never going to be shared to the public. Tickets to the Jesus Witch Podcast live stream are available on my Etsy shop until December 18th. Your ticket includes access to the Zoom where we're going to be recording the episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, two different Bible-based grimoire pages that you can print out to help you celebrate in bulk, access to a video recording of the call, and the opportunity to ask questions for our Q&A. If you would like to grab your ticket for the Jesus Witch Podcast live show, there are less than 20 left. So click the first link in the show notes page and I will see you there. So today on the Jesus Witch Podcast, I have my good friend Shea with me. Shea, say hi and introduce yourself. Hello. I'm so excited to be back on the Jesus Witch Podcast. This is such good vibes. Every time I'm here, I'm so excited. Yes. If you didn't know, Shea did the reincarnation episode with me, and I'm going to leave that in the show notes page or the link that in the show notes page. You can go listen to that episode after you listen to this one. But today I'm having Shea on here to talk about something a little bit different. So um, Shea, do you want to introduce the topic we're talking about? Yeah, we're going to be talking about intuition. And everyone is like, that's such a big topic. Intuition, there's so many things to talk about, but I'm going to break it down so simple to where you're like, I know exactly what my intuition is. I know exactly how it works. I know games that I can play to increase my intuition. We're going to dig into like the nitty gritty of intuition. Yes. So basically, is there like a name for intuition, like the types of intuition, or is it just intuition? Yeah. So, so some people are going to say intuition. Some people are going to say psychic abilities. Some people are going to be very specific and they're going to talk about clairs, which I'm going to break down for you today. There's different kinds of clairs. I like to say that the clairs are like a language. So some people speak Spanish, some people speak French, some people speak English, and that's what the clairs are. So you might see, feel, hear, or know. And mm-hmm. that is Claircognizance is clear knowing. Clairvoyancy is clear seeing. Clairsentience is clear feeling. Clair audience is clear hearing there's more but for the sake of simplicity we're not going to go down those rabbit holes today those are the four (laughs) main ones (laughs) yeah I know some people have like Claire taste where they'll like you know or smell something or like that's my husband my husband smells things all the time it's really weird um (laughs) it's so common like especially when loved ones are visiting you might smell cigarettes or you might smell perfume like that is super common it's a little bit more difficult to hone that as your main Claire that gives you information that's why I say like it's just fun and a gift when you get those yeah yeah I don't really see and I feel like and you know with with Jack specifically I feel like it's only happened like what you said family members specifically coming and him being like oh I smell my stepdad's car right now yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's really weird um okay so you kind of like broke down like what are the Claire's but like can we like break each of them down further and like talk about like okay the signs so, how you know which one you yeah. are you can dig into all of that okay all so of that I'm good use you as my muse as well Lena if that's cool. okay yes 
So if you were sitting in front of me and we were just beginning your intuition journey, like today's the first day, you know nothing. I'm going to explain the clairs to you. That's what I'm going to do now. And then we're going to have an interaction to discover which one is yours. And I want to use you as the example because everyone has every single Claire. And I think people will get caught up. They hear it and they're like, well, I can do that one and I can do that one. And which one do I focus on? So I'm going to use you so that people can see how to pick which path to go, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So um, clairvoyancy, I'm just going to go over them all again. Clairvoyancy is clear seeing. And when I talk about all of these for the rest of the episode, I am going to say see, feel, hear, or know, but I'm giving you the clear word if you want to use that to go with it. So clairvoyancy is clear seeing. Your clairvoyant people are going to be um, vivid dreamers. They always have dreams that they remember and they're like always crazy. It might be astral projection or whatever the case is, right? But those are your dreamers. And sometimes before we realize it's intuition, it can look like daydreaming in school. You're not paying attention Mm -hmm. to school. You can daydream. A lot of times the clairvoyant people are like, I like to say like the creative seers, So like your interior designer that can walk into a room and be like, this is how we're going to design this room. Like think anything that has to do with visualizing something that is not tangibly in front of you. That is all your intuition. A lot of people go, no, that's my imagination. There's a very fine line between intuition and imagination. And why do you think kids are so open to the spiritual world? It's because they're so open to imagination as well. So Mm -hmm. Don't shut that out, right? So your your seers are going to be these people who can visualize very easily. When they do a guided meditation, they see everything. Like, oh, there's a green tree and yellow flowers. And your mind starts drawing the green tree and the yellow flowers. That's clairvoyancy. So if you remember your dreams, if you can visualize things in your head and see them, those are good signs that clairvoyancy might be one of your predominant ones. So Mm -hmm. clairsentience is clear feeling. This is your empaths, your empaths, your empaths, your empaths. I'm going to break it down because everyone's like, yes, we all are. (laughs) But so when we're talking about clearly feeling clear sentience, I like to make some distinctions between taking on someone's energy for the sake of like trying to lighten their load versus clear sentience, a feeling that is a message or a feeling that is your intuition. Remember I'm talking about this in the terms of like a language. So clear sentience as Spanish, if you speak Spanish, um, you will get physical sensations for answers to things. Right. And so Mm -hmm. one that I like to point out a lot is like, almost always we hear something that we validate as true or something that is emotionally moving and we get goosebumps. Have you ever listened to like oh, a yeah, yeah. Get goosebumps? Like that's such a common one. Um, another one that a lot of people pick up on is you can feel attention in a room. You walk into a room and you can feel tension. You can feel that people are fighting. It's yep. just like, oh no, there's bad vibes here. There's a lot of times. And I even break it down to my 10 year old sometimes. Like he's like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, have you ever just like could feel someone was sad or feel someone was mad at you or like you can feel someone staring at you like those are all clear sentience things so if you get goosebumps if you find that you take on other people's energy often if you find that you have a physical sensation as a message so like some people have a visceral reaction to a lie that bullshit radar am I allowed to say that yeah Yeah, I'm from New York I curse all the time so it's okay (laughs) If you have one of those radars built in, you will have like a visceral reaction to a lie, you know? And so you can actually program what a truth is, what a lie is, and get physical sensations in your body to help you distinct which ones are which. Okay. Now the fun one is clear audience. I find that clear audience is for most people, not their predominant clear. It happens often. We get lots of messages. We should hundred percent use it, but it's typically not happening 20 times a day right this is more but when it happens it's usually so profound that that's what Mm -hmm. people think of they're like oh I'm clear audience right so here's the best example have you ever heard your name called but you look around and there's no one there or you know oh yeah so like that's such a profound experience you're like I can't deny that that happened and so people will be I'm clear audience Now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. 
one way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Bridge podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you could find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. Yes, you are. Probably not predominantly. It's probably not your main Claire. See, I don't even think that for me, me hearing my name is a Claire audience situation. My dad's restaurant used to be really haunted. And at one point, the ghost really didn't like us being there before we made peace with her. <laughs> so she was like, whatever I was working, I just hear Lena, Lena. And I'm just like, shut up. But that's the only place <laughs> I'd ever hear it. <laughs> And it is definitely a Claire, right? It's a whole language and you can hear things. Um, 
things are going to get a little tricky and I'm going to do some advanced Claire things after, after this. <laughs> um, so don't let me forget to talk about some advanced Claire distinctions between hearing and knowing, because that is a little tricky. Uh, but in general, it's typically hearing your name called or hearing a song and you think yeah. of your loved one. Um, so typically it's got to be an actual hearing of the ear right so yeah something outside of you versus like coming from like within because sometimes like just as an example like right we talk about the Claire audience where you're hearing your name but sometimes I'll do a tarot reading where I'll start getting a song in my head but I'm not hearing that it's just like I know that that song's relevant to the reading you know what I'm saying exactly what I was gonna say that's a little bit more advanced don't don't try to label it but that's exactly where I was going with that is like telling the difference between hearing and knowing or telling the difference between knowing and feeling which I'll talk we'll we'll dive into that yeah don't get tripped up there right so who cares who cares how your intuition works let's use it right so okay so clear cognizance is clear knowing and I find that Majority of people have claircognizance as the strongest one, but the way our society works and the way we were raised and the way our school system works, we have been um, suppressed to kind of doubt it or be unsure (laughs) of that voice inside of our head. Um, Not good or bad. It's just how our world works, right? And so I find a lot of people will second guess, like, how do I know if it's my brain or if it's my intuition? Because it sounds the same a lot of times. And you'll hear people on TikTok be like, if it sounds like your voice, it's not your intuition. That's not true. If it sounds like your voice, it's probably claircognizance, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The difference between spirit connection and communication and your Claire, your intuition is going to sound like you. So claircognizance. This is the one that most people have. Have you ever thought of somebody and they called or texted? This happens all the time with you, Shaya. Like literally, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I need to text Shaya. And then like two minutes later, I'll get a text from you. I'm like, that's really bizarre. <laughs> that's your Claire Godness. Do you think of me and I show up, right? Yeah. So there's a little bit of manifestation in that, but like, let's not go that deep, right? But our Claire Cognizance will give us information that we know. Um, so you know that I'm coming before I show up, right? And then a a really good one that is claircognizance is like, if you've ever like had an idea about an event or something that you didn't want to go to, like, oh, our family Thanksgiving is going to be a shit show this year. And then it ends up being a shit show. And you're like, I knew it. (laughs) Like one that I love to say is like, moms have like the best claircognizance. They know what their kids are doing without visually putting their eyes on their kids. You just know. Like I have literally walked in a room before and I'm like, I know that they dumped the Legos out of the bag. Like I have massive bag. I'm not talking about like a little, like I'm talking about like yeah, ridiculous. And I walk in there and the entire bedroom floor is covered in Legos. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. Like, no. Or like when you wake, you wake up in the middle of the night, like I'll wake up at sometimes at like 2 AM and I'm like, I can't fall back asleep. And then 20 minutes later, Scott wakes up my baby. And I'm like, Oh, that's why I couldn't sleep. You know, like, and that's like, he, he didn't even know he was waking up, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Moms have the best claircognizant intuition. So um, ways you can recognize this one, because it's very difficult because people go, how, is, how do I know if that's my brain? Or how do I know if that's my intuition? Is <laughs> I like to say, just take a blind faith. Just believe it is your intuition until you have proof that it's not. And the more proof that you have, the more times you've seen it's actually your intuition, you'll start to hear the difference or understand and know the difference. The clear cognizance is usually the first thing that pops into your brain. Everything after that is your brain filling in the download that you got, right? So the first thing that comes in is your intuition. Everything after that is going to be your brain. So when it comes to clearly knowing, like you were saying, you're like, I just know that this song has to do with this reading. So you're doing a reading for people and you're like, I just know it's the song. Sometimes we sing the song in our head. That's clear cognizance, right? So if you're singing the song in your head, sometimes there's a whole dialogue going on. Um, I like to say, especially with tarot cards, if you are doing tarot and you're also reading intuitively, or you're just intuitively reading, um, almost everything you get is going to be clear cognizance right? Unless it's clairvoyancy and you're having a vision, almost everything is going to be claircognizance. So. And the visions that I've gotten while doing tarot readings, to be very honest, are not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it'll be like a god, like I was like, the the most distinct one that I remember is like, I was doing a soul contract reading with somebody in the goddess hell and she put her hand on my shoulder and I saw that. I'm like, okay, great. She's here, but that doesn't, that doesn't give me any information. No, no context. (laughs) And so when I, 
teach the clairs. I teach the clairs through tarot because it's easier to have like a tangible tool, right? So there's this tool that we can use to validate what you hear, see, feel, and know, right? And so when I do teach that, I say to use your claircognizance with either clairvoyancy or clairsentience. So we are going to know things with our seeing or our feeling, but feeling and seeing alone in isolation doesn't typically give enough context. Mm -hmm. And can I nerd out? I know. Okay, I'm just going to nerd out. Are you watching Wednesday by chance? I want to. I need to. (laughs) There's this scene in Wednesday. So Wednesday gets visions. I'm not going to spoil anything, right? Mm -hmm. But Wednesday gets visions. And this this boy explains to her that visions are not... um, What's the word? It's not full picture, right? So you're seeing a glimpse of a thing but you don't have mm-hmm. all the information around the void around the, yeah. the thing and so that's where your clear cognizance comes in because you can have that glimpse you can have that vision and then you fill it in with your clear cognizance or you ask for more information surrounding but i was yeah. like out. i was like it's so true a vision is never complete you're only seeing no. a glimpse no i personally i learned that this is so funny i learned that from encanto with bruno he only was able to see specific up to a specific point and he saw like the hug and they thought it was with the sister but it wasn't you know so because you only saw a little bit he only got to see a little piece of the the puzzle and then you know by putting more context clues together is how Mirabelle eventually figured out how to save the day exactly and that's why I love put your clear cognizance with any other clear right so your clear cognizance Mm -hmm. is going to be able to give you the most robust information the problem is, it's a lot of information, but the problem is most people doubt it, or they struggle mm-hmm. to trust it, or they struggle to understand when it's them and when it's their intuition. So that is where it's a little tricky. I can give you guys some games to play here yeah. at the end, and we can, and you'll be able to kind of like test how it works more, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So that, so that's like basically um, what all the clairs are and how you like know they like which one are is yours right so then like how I guess like um how do people I guess when they talk about growing them or like really like pinpointing like how which ones you should grow you know what I'm saying okay so perfect so um for you which one is the strongest seeing feeling hearing or knowing knowing okay what's your second (laughs) feeling Okay, so I always like to say typically it's a seeing or a feeling and almost always a knowing. So I like to say, do your knowing with either a seeing or a feeling. Mm-hmm. Be open to the hearing because it will happen, right? Be open yeah. to it being there. But but when we're talking about developing it, I like to develop a feeling and a knowing or a seeing and a knowing. Pair them together and develop them together. The reason is like what we just talked about, you're going to get glimpses. And especially with, so with your buoyancy, you're not going to see a clear picture. And with your feelings, you might not understand what the feeling means. Yeah. There's not going to be as much context there. So when you pair it with your knowing, that's where you get the context or you get more information for both. So um, if you're trying to figure out which one is the most for you, I say pick either feeling or seeing. And typically people are very clear on which one is stronger between the two and then pair it with a knowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <sighs> exercises. Um, I always do these off the top of my head. I have like 50 and it just depends on the person, like which one I give. So I feel like I can throw like a bunch of different exercises at you guys and then pick whatever you like or pick whichever one like seems the most exciting or try them all. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, So one that I really recommend starting with, if you have a tarot deck, pull a card a day and ask to experience the energy of that card. You are going to see or feel things and your clear cognizance will make the connection for you to the card. That's just a fun one because it's like tarot cards are already a structured energy. So like, it's kind of like a container where there's actual rules and structure to the intuition. So I think that one is like so much fun. Sometimes people get stuck on it. Don't overthink it. Don't over like literally pull the card and like look for the symbols and the imagery in the card in your day and then be done. That's it. No. Yeah. That's I've been telling people to do that too. Cause I started when I took your tarot car- course, I learned how to do that. 
And I find that to be, because I don't know, I don't really like like tarot books that tell you all of like the little, I mean, there's like, obviously there's like logical things that come with each of the meanings, just numerology and like symbolically wise. But I feel like making your own index for what these cards mean and actually like experiencing them in your real life makes tarot reading a little bit more effective in my opinion. Oh my like just God. in general. Can I go down a little bit of a rabbit hole on this? Yeah. <laughs> this is why you should use your clairs with your cards to learn tarot is because of this. So the writer weight deck, um, author E weight is, is one of the founders of the, the writer weight deck that is the most yeah. used. Um, he wrote, I don't even know what to call it. It's free. You can Google it, the pictorial key to tarot. And it's his tarot book of definitions, essentially, right? But you're reading it and you're like, WTF does this card mean? Like, it is like that confusing. Like, even he doesn't have a clear definition. And Mm -hmm. reading that and going through that document really opened up my eyes to every single tarot book that you buy is the author's spiritual dictionary of their connection to the cards. So why would you not make your own spiritual dictionary? Exactly. Such an emphasis when it comes to tarot. This is probably my one uh, vent or my one bitch session about tarot culture, tarot community, is that there's such an emphasis on you have to learn the right meaning of the card. Well, the father of tarot tarot did a terrible job explaining them, right? So, So the right meaning, quote unquote, the right meaning of the tarot card is collectively a bunch of people's experiences individually with each card so why not go Mm -hmm. over your experience okay I'm done I'm off my pedestal no but that like also like here's my thing is he wrote that book at a very specific time how are these all it's like you could say the exact same thing about the bible that you can with tarot books like how are you applying you know anyway that's that's the rant that I have is like it wasn't made for modern day culture so then how are you going to apply it word for word into modern day culture i mean we all ridicule religion for doing that but then what goes to tarot and you have to know every Mm-mm, no yeah that's not how it works. <laughs> so so the cool thing is is once you start using your clairs you feel see hear and know things you can create your own spiritual dictionary and let me back up and say this because this is probably one of the most important things about getting in touch with your intuition and starting to use your clairs that a lot of people sell themselves short on. And what I find is that um, we all have a a spiritual dictionary already symbolically. So Mm -hmm. we have definitions for things already based on the way we were raised or our lens and view of the world, right? So we have this symbolism, symbolistic dictionary and our spirit team or higher self or whatever you are connecting to God's deity, right? Is going to use the symbols that you already know to help you create this spiritual dictionary, right? And so we're we're building a foundation, not from scratch. We're building a foundation on what we've already experienced or already been through. So I want to just give an example. I'm going to throw words at you and I want you to like rapid fire. Tell me okay. what that thing means to you. Okay. Um, I'm making them up on the spot. So forgive me if I stumble, but like dog. My dog, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, loyalty what is it oh duh protection loyalty yeah okay um kids children chaos (laughs) chaos that's perfect right um job hustle (laughs) we already have these like built-in dictionaries right and so when you see a dog and a tarot card you're going to think would you say loyalty i can't remember Loyalty and protection are my protection, right? So you're going to see this dog and you're going to think protection. That's already a message that your clear cognizance is able to give you because your team is going to use what you already know, right? So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I have to start over to make a spiritual dictionary. This is so overwhelming. There's so much to do. You already have one. It's really about figuring out what already exists and then adding what you're missing. So that is what I'm going to show you guys how to do clear exercises to kind of fill in the blanks here. So there's really two ways you can do it. One of the fastest ways is to partner up with somebody, but they need to understand what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to save that one for last, but uh, that is like probably one of the more fast and intentional ways that you can create your spiritual dictionary. But the first way is to is to play games with the universe, energy, God, whatever it is that you call it. I use words interchangeably, but to play games um, to learn how your intuition works. So one of my favorite, I call princess parking. Have I told you this one yet? 
no what is (laughs) (laughs) so princess parking yes it's a little bit of manifestation but just put that away for a second we're going to focus on clairvoyancy and claircognizance can you see Mm -hmm. and know and so every time you pull into a parking a parking lot I always pull in the back or the furthest place away and as I'm pulling in I ask to be shown where the closest parking spot is sometimes I know sometimes I see it right but use the combination of knowing and seeing and figure out where it's at so sometimes I'm like "Ooh, I'm going to take the third aisle on the left and then Mm -hmm. I take the third aisle on the left and it's like the second spot from the the store right and so cool yeah, so you'll just like, where is it? And so you can do that too. Oh like- my God, Shaya. I literally just had a flashback because we used to do this shit in church. <laughs> Dead ass. We used to be like, okay, we're going to play with God today and we're going to ask him to give us the perfect parking spot when we go to campus, when we go to campus today. And we're going to drive straight up to the parking spot and it's going to be as close to the place as it possibly could be. And we're in the middle of New York City and every time we get a spot, like a block away. Yeah. A block away. Every yeah. time. And it's Every like, time we, I would just aimlessly drive there and it would be like, oh, there's the spot, guys. We did it. God, we're God's favorite. <laughs> it's really just about knowing, right? Like, obviously, oh, if there's not a spot there, then we're talking about manifestation. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's more about just knowing where to go. Yeah. Right? Or being able to visualize. Sometimes I'll get like a quick visualization of the spot and then I can figure it out from there. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's so, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's an easy one. So you can do that with literally anything. Like I've been in a store before and I'm like, I don't know where the ketchup is. And then I literally saw the number 17. So I went to aisle 17 and it was there. I literally do it with anything. So I like that because I hate asking people where things are. Same, same. (laughs) And I'm like, I just need this quick. I I don't want to walk up and down every aisle to figure this out. Like I got to (laughs) go. Okay. So that's like a really easy one for buoyancy. Um, So one that you can do on your own. And I I love this as a practice, but this is like, it takes a little bit more commitment. This isn't just like a fun, like play while you live your life. You have to sit down, get quiet. I'm not a fan of like traditional meditation, like, you know, but you do have to just get quiet, have some intentional space. um, And I will ask, for a symbol for something specific. So for example, I may be like, um, please show me a symbol when someone is struggling financially and I am able to help them. Like if it's a situation where like, you know, buying them some dog food or something could help them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you just close your eyes and see what visually pops up within your third eye. And this isn't a claircognizance one. This is really just a vision one. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is you are programming a symbol and you are opening yourself up to have that vision later, right? And so like when you need it, it should pop up. And so for me, I got like a neon money sign, like a neon light. I don't know how to describe it. It's like on a brick wall. So it's like a neon. I automatically, when you said that, I saw like giving money to a per- like person, the like hands, hands, hands yeah. The yeah. hand exchange of money. Exchange of hand exchange of money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that is the symbol. It has now been programmed. And when you are out in public, for me, it gets triggered when I talk to somebody. Right. And so if I'm, I haven't seen somebody in a while, I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Like, and then I'll see the symbol and I'm like, shit, like, okay, let me sit, let me figure out how I can do this without embarrassing or pressuring or, you know what I mean? So yeah, usually comes up in the conversation and then I will sneakily buy what they need and get it to them without you know, making a fuss. So you can program things like that. And so I had a friend one time that she really struggled. I I would say her picker was off. She picked the worst men. Like she really struggled, struggled in the relationship and romance department. She would pick the worst men. And so like, I, I asked for symbols and visions depending. So like, um, show me the symbol of a hard no this is, this man should not be in her life. Right. Like yeah. I asked for a symbol for, and I got the devil emoji, the purple devil That's emoji. So I get a lot funny. of, I get a lot of emojis or like symbols similar to emojis, if that makes sense. Um, and then I was like, okay, show me one that this, this guy is no good for her, but I need to mind my own business. And I got the monkey with the hand over its mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then That's I was perfect. like, I was like, show me, show me what, what the symbol will be if she's in a good, healthy relationship. And I got the angel. 
the angel emoji, right? Or the th- a thumbs up emoji would be great too. But I got the angel emoji for that one specifically. And so then when she would tell me about these, oh, I went on a date with this guy and we went to this place and he paid for dinner. And then I see the devil emoji pop up and I'm like, oh yeah, but like what else happened on that? <laughs> like, yeah, Not telling me, right? And so she's like, how do you always know? And I'm like, I always know. <laughs> I always know. <laughs> have a program dictionary. And so you, like, if you want to do this clairvoyantly, you can ask for symbols to come into your mind's eye. Sometimes you just may have a claircognizance. You may just know. You may just know that it's a money sign or that it's a devil emoji, or that's, you may actually see it. Yeah. Right. So one or the other. And so you can kind of program like that. I know I went really deep. Is there any questions? No, that, no, no, keep going. You're good. <laughs> keep going more. I told you I have a million of these. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna shut clairvoyancy seeing. We're gonna we're gonna put a bow on that one. We're gonna come back to it though. And I'm gonna I'm gonna move to sentient. So clear feeling. Um yeah. and some exercises you can do. So one of my favorites. Um, who doesn't need a built-in bullshit radar? So one of my favorites is like, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and figure that one out, right? That one's so what I like to do is I would say, um, Lena, tell me a truth and tell me a lie, but don't tell me which one is which. And do it right now. And I'm gonna do this as okay. the example. So I'm gonna take a deep breath. I'm going to, I like to do a quick body scan just to check if I have any physical ailments currently happening, because that's not my symbol. Um, I'm, you know, maybe my shoulder's sore because I slept wrong or whatever, right? Yeah. Quick body scan. And then you're going to tell me two sentences, one's true and one's false. What I'm looking for is the physical sensation I get in my body when you say it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tell you what physical sensation I got. And then you're going to tell me which one is which. And that physical sensation is my yes or truth and my no or a lie. And there is no right or wrong here. I'm just figuring out what physical sensation my body gives me to lies versus truth. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So when I was growing up, I had two cats named Blaze and Amelia. Um, And then also when I was growing up, I was on the show X Factor because I used to sing. So those are my two. So so with the cats, I got a tickle in my throat. Mm -hmm. And the X Factor... I felt like my stomach dropped, like I was on a roller coaster and my stomach stayed on the ground, but I kept going. Yeah. So which, which is what? The cat is the lie. <laughs> so that's so funny. I, I often get like something in my throat chakra when it's a lie. And that is really funny. Oh my gosh. So but that like stomach drop sensation. That's literally how I feel every time I talk about the X factor. Really? And what? like that's how like I I had a, it was a traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> so traumatic. Is that why I've never heard this story? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah. So so then going forward, if someone is talking to me and I get that scratchy feeling in my throat, I'm like, oh, this is not on the up and up, right? Or if I have that feeling in my stomach be like, maybe it's true, but maybe there's more here, right? So my clear sentience, my feeling is telling me there is more here to be felt or more here to know. Maybe it's something I can support someone on, right? So yeah, that's, so that one is the easiest clear sentient. Like, let's just like program a physical sensation for an answer to something. Um, I have a million of these. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of another fun sentience one. Mm, so this one's not for the this one's not for the week <laughs> I probably shouldn't preface it like that no one's gonna want to do it it's fun it's but it's not for the week <laughs> um so again with all of the sentience what I want you to do is I just want you to do a quick body scan don't overthink this literally just check in with every part of your body and see if you have any physical sensations pains ailments already yeah. And just be aware they exist. Yeah, you always have this. Just be exist because that's not the answer or that's not your feeling, mm-hmm. right? So always, always, always do a body scan. Just quickly check in with yourself. Don't overthink it. Don't make it too hard, right? I just throw it out there a couple more times. Yeah. So you, you think to check in with yourself. So um, you can take on other people's energy for the sake of understanding. And what I find is a lot of empaths carry other people's energy, ailments, pains, physical sensations because they're trying to lighten someone's load yeah or because they don't know how to shut it out necessarily um 
And I find when people start doing this exercise, that becomes less because this gives you the control around that. So how it should work is when you understand the message or when you understand your job or your role in this person's life, the ailment or the physical sensation goes away. Yeah. You don't need to carry it. You just need to know what it is. So a lot of times people are taking on other people's energy but they don't know why they're taking it on or they don't know what the message is from their spirit team or they think that they're lightening the load of their person, but it doesn't work like that. That person is still feeling 100% of it. You're just walking the terrible path with them, right? And so when you start doing this exercise that I'm about to tell you, you can release it faster instead of carrying around everybody else's garbage. So what I like to do is I would just obviously play with people who understand what you're doing. The goal is never to be right. The goal is to understand your dictionary. What does it mean for you so that you can know every time you get the same physical sensation, then you know, like, oh, that's my message for this thing. It's not about being right. But I would sit with your permission, Lena, and I'll be like, what can I feel? And I like to like essentially do a body scan outside of my body. I would do like, yeah. your, I'm not going to do it on you because I already know. Like, <laughs> you don't want it. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want it. Cause I know you live with a lot of physical pain. So I don't want to practice on you. Right. So practice on someone who doesn't live with a lot of physical pain, but, or maybe, maybe it's a great exercise to do that. Right. Honestly, some- maybe it's easy to do it with somebody with chronic pain. Cause you know, you'll feel something. <laughs> exactly. But you would essentially do a body scan on them and you will feel it within your body. I'm, I'm trying not to do it. I like, I'm opening cause I'm talking about it, <laughs> but I don't want to go there. <laughs> I know you have neck pain, but I got like a shoulder blade pain in my back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. But so what happens is, is the second you recognize like, okay, like that is what they have. It goes away. Like it's already going away for me. It's yeah. adult already. Right. And so if you really struggle letting go, take a shower. Ask that the water cleanses you and washes away all the energy that's not yours. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. But I find for most people, when you understand, oh, I am taking on Lena's energy so that I can understand what it feels like to check into somebody else's body, right? Or Mm -hmm. I feel this depression because I can help this person or I know that to check in on them and let them know that they're not alone, right? And so, well, okay, I got it. They're depressed. I I will check in on them. That depression feeling will go away. Yeah. Funny side story. I had a client one time. Um, And this is why I don't use a lot of clairsentience in my professional practice anymore, because because it can be very intense. But I had a client one time, um, like two days before this session, I got so depressed. Like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I I was like, really in a dark place. And I almost canceled the session. Like, I almost canceled the session because I was like, I... So if you guys don't know, I cancel sessions frequently if I'm not in an energetic good space, because I am going to give you the best service I possibly can. And if my shit's in the way, I can't do that. Right. And I say frequently, it's not frequently, but I am not, I'm quick to cancel if I need to. Right. So yeah, I almost canceled and something inside of me was like, don't cancel, just show up and see how it feels. Right. And so I was like, probably not going to do the reading, but I'm at least going to show up and just see what happens. She was so deep in grief that she was hysterically crying and, and was that depression was a hundred percent hers. And she was in such a bad place that I couldn't even do the reading, but I was able to sit there and hold space for her. The mm-hmm. second I got off the call, that depression went away. Yeah. Oh, for the empathic people, for the clairsentient people, the quicker you can figure out what the meaning is or how your feelings work for you. Like, do you take on other people's feelings or is your physical sensation a message? right? Sometimes it's a message and sometimes it's literally someone else's stuff that we're just feeling. And so when you figure that out, it goes away. As soon as you understand it's gone because you don't need to carry it. You just need to know. No, that's exactly it. I've I've had that experience too, where like I'll work with a client and I feel the the feeling, but as soon as the reading ends, it's like five. Yeah. Just a boundary you have to hold. Um, and one way I do that is I literally, I'll like wake up in the morning and I say, I only feel what I feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But empaths are such loving, open people. Let me be very clear. We're all empathic. If you're on the spiritual path, if you're listening to this podcast, you're empathic. Like, <laughs> right. But 
we tend to be just so overgiving and overfeeling that we think if we carry it for them, it'll make their life easier. So we do, but it's really not of benefit to you or the other person, right? And so mm-hmm. start figuring out what the message is. Start figuring out your your spiritual dictionary with the feelings. Mm-hmm. And then you'll you'll be able to be more productive and more helpful in that sense. That makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. I was trying to think of another clear sentience one, but I think I'm just going to jump into like the partner exercise. Yeah, that's fun. So I'm actually like, uh, I'm going to tell your listeners like my best exercise. I'm going to tell them about scenario development. Like this is the best thing that I teach. Like this is like the gold. This is the best thing I teach ever. So I love this. You have to have a partner that understands that you're not trying to be psychic and you're not trying to get it right. Mm -hmm. But it's about understanding what your dictionary is or how to program things within your spiritual dictionary and your spiritual references. So the biggest pitfall you will have when you're doing this practice is your ego and your mind is going to be like, you have to be right. You have to be right. You have to guess it. If you don't guess it, then it's a fail. So put all of that aside and and I'll explain how and why as soon as I dive, dive in, but be very aware. This can be a huge ego trap. This exercise can be so, and every single person who does it is terrified to do it. And then after it feels amazing, but it's almost like a trust exercise of like jumping off of a cliff. It's terrifying. Just try it. It'll change your life. I swear. So decide if you're going to do feeling, seeing, and we always know that the knowing is going to be there. Right. Yeah. And so can we, how am I going to, how am I going to explain this over a podcast? Okay. Brain is caught up. <laughs> okay, so you, you and your partner would know that you're not trying to get it right. You're trying to figure out what's in your dictionary. So I would tell Lena, um, okay, I'm thinking of a scenario in my head and you are either going to feel or see it, right? And so Lena, mm-hmm. what would you tell me? Do you want to feel or see? I would rather feel it. Okay, so Lena wants to feel. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send her an energetic scenario, but I'm going to think about it in a feeling sense. As I send it to her, Lena does not know this part now. I'm going to talk it out loud so you guys can understand, right? And so I would say, okay, there is a boy. He is being bullied at school. I'm not telling Lena this. I'm sending this energetically. There's a boy who's being bullied at school. He cries every day. He gets very nervous, like his stomach flips and he gets nervous when he walks into the school. His feet feel like they drag as he's walking because he's dreading it and he just knows what's going to happen. His heart pounds and beats really, really fast when he sees the bigger boys. And when he passes them in the hall, he literally has sweat come because it's so anguishing and like so stressful that he's literally sweating over the situation. My armpits feel really, really wet from the sweat. And I'm having like this feeling on my upper chest where it's like red and hot and I can feel the heat coming off of my upper chest. Mm -hmm. So that is how you would send a scenario to Lena. You don't tell her any of that. You go through it in your mind. You, You put in as many details as possible around the feelings. And a lot of times I will sit there, you guys can't see me, but I'll sit there and I'm like feeling it. I'm like creating the feelings within my own body. And then it's Lena's turn. She'll just sit quietly and see what she comes up. So I'm just going to give an example. I know you've done these before. Yeah. An example would be like, Lena may not feel the heat on the chest, but she might feel pressure on her chest. She might not Mm -hmm. feel it exactly the way it's sent. Right. And so, so give me a couple that would be typical for you. Had I sent you that scenario, what would you have felt? So like, I did like feel a little bit, even though you were talking it out and like, I very much felt like being like physically dragged down and like I started picking at my nails like like, automatically I started picking at my nails yes perfect okay so that may be all Lena gets and that's beautiful so the point is I'm sending something very detailed but Lena doesn't need super details she just needs one or two physical sensations that she can program to bullying right? Because really what we're doing is bullying, right? So we're trying to figure out what would Lena's sensation be. So if Lena is picking at her nails and she feels like you, I saw you physically lean down, but it it looked like your shoulders were being pulled towards your knees. You were starting Mm -hmm. to hunch over, right? And so if you have that feeling of hunching over, your chest is super heavy and you're picking at your nails, it's a bullying situation. And how this could show up in real life is maybe you have a friend who's in a relationship 
and you start picking at your nails every time she talks about her boyfriend, well, there might be a domestic situation there that might be worth looking at, right? Or maybe he doesn't talk to her appropriately or whatever the case is, right? And so you have these little cues within yourself that you can program to help you understand better what is going on for other people and how you could be of service to them. I feel like that's the biggest thing. When you use this from an egotistical place, it gets in the way and you're often wrong. But if you're using it, and you wake up every day and you're like, um, how can I be a better service to you? How can I be a better service to my peers and those that I love? Show me. Then you're going to find that these symbols and signs, you're going to be right every time. And it's going to be mind blowing. So keep in mind, if you're going to do a scenario development, the person you're practicing with needs to be a safe person who doesn't expect you to quote unquote, guess the scenario no, or know what it is. Exactly. There should be no expectation there to know what it is because we're programming um, and um, just get out of your own way, ego, ego wise, forget about trying to be right and just say, I'm just trying to figure out how, um, how I will physically feel or physically see this situation in real life. See, I mean, I personally see it as like, as long as you feel something, you're right. Quote unquote, exactly. Because that's really it. You're just trying to feel like, I remember doing this in your class with another person and they were setting me the, the feeling of driving really fast and I was like I just feel like I'm gonna vomit like that's all I feel this was actually in the class because I remember and you were like I had just gotten into a car accident I don't want to be in a car driving fast like it was yeah really no. <laughs> like I, yeah just cars make me feel nauseous so no <laughs> and then you were like well maybe that's that's your thing cars make you feel nauseous I'm like yeah they do <laughs> So it would not surprise me if you think of a friend or somebody and you get that nauseous speeding feeling and then they are in a car accident or something along those lines, right? And so like that will be your your symbol within your Oh, no, that's happened. Like my mom called me um, the other day and I just got really nauseous and she's like, Mina, something hit your father's car. Nobody was in it. It's fine. But the car got hit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See? So that is exactly the point of doing a scenario development is so that you understand when you have those feelings or those visualizations that you know what they mean. So Mm -hmm. it's never, when you're practicing, it's never about getting it right. It's about creating that spiritual dictionary. It's about learning Spanish or learning French, right? What are, what are we learning today? We're learning spirit speak. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's, that's like a side note. That's like the one thing that really wigs me out is that up in spirit land, there's a language that none of us have ever heard because it's not here. Yeah. I can't think about that. That genuinely, (laughs) I don't know about everything. Like that's the one thing that really gets me. So I like imagine that the spirit speak and I could be totally wrong, but what helps my brain wrap my brain around it is like spirit speak is the clairs to me, all of them at full capacity at all times, which realistically, if you break it down, what is it? It's telepathy. Yeah. Well, that's what Michael Newton in his book say that we all just speak telepathy. So telepathically, (laughs) telepathy, telepathically. Yeah. Speaking telepathy up there. Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's my understanding. And so another thing that I like to point out, if you feel very overwhelmed, I know I throw a lot at you guys in this, this episode, but if you feel overwhelmed, just remember that you are not learning a new language. You're remembering it. All of your clairs is your soul's language, your intuition, your psychic abilities. It is your soul's native language. When you get a body, we tend to forget, or it's a little bit more difficult to speak that language Mm -hmm. with when you have a physical mouth and physical ears right and so we get distracted by all of the sensations and stimulations that we have in the world so it's more about just getting quiet and tapping back into what you already know yeah yeah no that's exactly it and I feel like that kind of just like circles back to like when you say as kids we all kind of learned to deprogram it out so now you're just trying to program it back in sort of thing Exactly. And it's so like, it just blows my mind that there's so many people teach intuition and I, I personally feel it's all taught backwards. Like I, I'm not trying to learn intuition. I'm trying to reprogram my intuition, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's about, it's about being intentional and putting things into your quote unquote spiritual dictionary of like a speeding nauseousness is a car accident. Right. And so like, you just want to reprogram it. Yeah. 
No, and that's that's exactly it. And I feel like everybody has had an experience where they were their intuition was devalidated, where somebody told them don't listen to that voice in your you know in your gut. Um, and that's really what it is. It's learning how to actually listen to that voice and be like, eh, I think society's wrong about my voice inside my belly. It's okay. I can listen yeah. to it. So, yeah. Exactly. Do you have anything else you want to add? I feel like I covered everything. The only thing that I would say is like have a blind confidence. I feel like the the thing that stops people the most from getting in touch with their Claire or their intuition is um, a couple of things. And usually it boils down to like, if I don't do these things, I'm not worthy of this intuition. Yeah. Not, that's not true. Like your intuition is your birthright. It is your birthright to use your intuition to make your life better and the people around you. By using your intuition, you can help people more, right? And so um, it's your birthright. Um, there's nothing you need to do or be in order to start using it and, um, be, uh, I don't know the right way to say this. Sometimes words are, sometimes English is hard, <laughs> but, <English> is hard. <laughs> um, be action focused. So mm -hmm. you are mm -hmm. going to learn your intuition cognitively. You're not going to learn it by sitting down and being like, okay, Lena, tell me all of your symbols, right? Like you're not going to learn it by reading a book about someone else's intuition. Go play games, go play games, start tapping into it by doing things. Mm -hmm. The more exercises you do, the faster and easier it's going to develop. I like that advice so much. I love, because I, I hate the passive, not hate, it's a strong word. But I have a strong emotion about it, but I really dislike yeah. passive spirituality where yes. people feel like you could just open your arms and it's going to come. And like, to an extent, there are certain things that will just, you know, you open your arms and be accepting of it and they'll come to you. But for the most part, these are things like you have to work at and teach yourself how to have if you really want to um, gain that kind of cognizance. Yeah. Well, I mean, your intuition is an action. So the more you practice it, the better it'll get, right? So that's, yeah. I'm pretty much anything you get from me is always going to have homework. There's always going to be action-based, like doing is the best way to learn. Yep. That's, that's, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yes. I think I covered everything. I feel like I could go down rabbit holes all day with this stuff, but. I, I know you like can. But if, if when if people want to go down these rabbit holes with you all day, where can they learn more from you? shayagrillo.com. Yes. And then she has also on TikTok. I'll leave her TikTok there. She has like some awesome services on her website. Go check them out. Um, and like education and, and readings, obviously, but like education is like spot <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm like, thumbs up. Like, this is not a video podcast, Lena. What are you doing? It's okay. I'll narrate for you. Lena gives it two <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> I learned to read. I mean, like I didn't learn to read from Shea, but I learned how to um, put into words what I was doing from Shea, from your tarot courts. And honestly, like I, I 10 out of 10, I recommend that for like anybody if you're trying to learn how to read professionally or um, just personally and, and developing your intuition because it's useful, you know. Oh my gosh, can I, can I go down one more side, side straight yes. here? <laughs> now that you're talking about that. So I, so if you're, if you use tarot, if you're reading tarot, if you want to learn to read tarot, 10 out of 10 recommend using your clairs with tarot. Yeah. You are not going to learn that from a book. You're just not. There's no tarot books that tell you. And here's how your clear cognizance will work with the full card. It's just not, it doesn't work that way. Right. But I love to say that like, there's so much poo-poo on intuitive tarot. The, the cards 100% have an energetic meaning. They are set in stone. There is a structure to tarot. It does exist. You can experience the energy of that card so that you don't have to memorize it. Mm -hmm. And you will experience that card, even if you don't realize it. Like a lot of, so I tell people to pull a daily card and then go experience it. And they're like, I didn't experience this at all. And I'm like, well, what happened in your day? And they tell me, and I'm like, that's this card. Like, <laughs> that is this, you literally lived this card. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Right? So, so just a side note on that is I love to say that the tarot card, and I'm not even a sports fan. I don't know why this is my favorite analogy, but the, the tarot card tells you what sport is being played, right? And so is this hockey, is this soccer, is this football? What your clairs are going to do when you read tarot is the, the card is going to say, oh, this is a hockey game. And your clair is going to say, this is the last 
10 seconds of the game, it is tied. The fans are sitting on the edge of their seat. The crowd is anxious, right? So your players are going to give you like all of these crazy details that you will never get from the card. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. With your players. That's it. (laughs) That's exactly it. That's, I think that's the best overall message. Like, possible and if you want to learn how to do that go to Shaya she'll teach you how to do that <laughs> I listen I'd love for you to to learn with me my program's the tarot experience but if you don't learn from me learn from somebody and learn tarot with the clairs I don't care who but use your intuition with your cards it's yeah. so powerful it really is it really is that's that's like the the I think that was like the thing learning that the because I always like was like the books don't make sense to me because I see them in a different way and then when you kind of were like you don't need the books I was like oh I'm yeah learn tarot yeah. okay memorizing let's have experiences let's actually live this when you integrate something into your life and you are living it it is so much easier like why do you think when people want to learn a foreign language they go live in that country mm-hmm. because it's 10 times easier so it's the same thing that's the way I teach tarot is like let's start living it yeah I love that I love that so much but thank you so much for being on the podcast I love it anytime have you back anytime you want I can talk about this stuff all day (laughs) I know I'm gonna have you on again and you know that whenever uh, (laughs) all right check check out Shaya's stuff in the show notes page (laughs) but yeah okay cool this is such a good episode